Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the CX Goalkeeper podcast. Your host, Gregorio Leoni, will have smart discussion with experts, thought leaders, and friends on customer experience, transformation, innovation, and leadership. I hope you will enjoy the next episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the CX Goalkeeper podcast. Today, I am really thrilled to start the discussion with Petko Tinchev. He's is really a great mind in customer experience, in special in analytics, and I am really looking forward to have a great discussion. Petko is the CEO of Jamsic, but now before I start all the introduction, uh, the usual question, and it's the, always the same. Petko, could you please introduce yourself? Thank you, Greg. First, thank you for the opportunity to be uh, on your podcast. Um, it's really great. I um, also love the format, uh, the background uh, behind you. Uh, so I'm Petko, I'm the CEO and one of the founders of Gemsic. So we're a 10-year-old company. Um, and basically, it feels like a startup, despite the fact that it's 10-year-old and the company is quite big. Um, it feels like a startup every day. Uh, for myself, uh, basically, I've been in um, a consulting and analytics before before founding the company with a couple of enthusiasts uh, 10, 10 years ago. And uh, in those 10 years, uh, basically, we've been uh, changing every year, uh, new, adding new things, uh, developing new things, um, following the market, basically. Uh, but I'm very happy to say that, especially for the last two years um, with Gemsic, together with the same team that we founded the company, which is still here, Uh, we're in a position of a pioneer uh, in this case, not as a follower, uh, but as a pioneer. But we're going to talk about that a little bit later. Yes, sure. Thank you very much, Petko, for the introduction. And also from my side, thank you for accepting my invite. Because at the end, we are always discussing in customer experience how to convince the C-suite that customer experience is important. How can we prove that what we are doing in customer experience or as customer experience for professional makes sense? And now I have a CEO on my podcast to exactly discuss that. For sure, uh, Petco, it's really innovative and we already filled his mindset and therefore it will be an easy discussion. I don't need to convince him that customer experience, it's relevant and makes sense. But before we deep dive in the impact of customer experience, could you please share also two, three insights about your career, Petco? How is it possible to, to get to such a level of, uh, of a company, an award-winning company that won the Customer Centricity Award Series last year? So for me personally, um, the journey is uh, one of um, actually working and studying abroad uh, for many years. Um, and uh, I'm from Eastern Europe, uh, basically I'm from Bulgaria, uh, where the big, big part of operations are, are located. Um, and uh, I found um, something which is very unique for, for, for a region, Bulgaria, Eastern Europe in general, And, and for my generation, uh, people who actually went and uh, studied abroad and um, got really great business practices uh, in the U.S. in this case, and of course in Western Europe, uh, and came came back. Uh, but using that entrepreneurial hunger um, in, uh, in in the, which which is all over uh, in Eastern Europe, uh, there's a lot of a lot of people who are really hungry for entrepreneurship and and growth and innovation. Um, so I think that recipe and teaming up with some great people, uh, for me personally, has helped me to, uh, to be successful. Um, and uh, uh, the, the recipe also of the founders of Gemseek is the same, you know, people who went uh, did PhD in Oxford, uh, for example, in statistics or 
uh, you know, worked in banking in London or in the US, you know, we, we all came together uh, based on our common values, uh, but also on our same historical journey of, you know, getting, getting some great Western practices uh, and applying them with the Eastern European entrepreneurial hunger. <laughs> Very, very nice. And um, as you mentioned, that core values, it's something that for me, it's always really important. And I often ask my guests, uh, perhaps could you please share with us which are your core values? Yeah, we, we have also, the, my personal values are the ones also at Gemsic. Um, you know, this is kind of how how things work uh, in general. You know, you, you you cannot force values on people. You just kind of uh, share what, what yours are and, um, you know, you can find people who share them um, as, a, as well. Um, inquisitive is one of our uh, most common values of the cur- more curiosity, if you wish another word for it, uh, because it's uh, not only for myself, I'm very curious to reach new heights, uh, to, to try different uh, approaches to problems. Uh, he's helped us uh, go from um, a very, let's say lo- low level services provider 10 years ago to now a pioneer in the AI space in customer experience. So. Uh, inquisitive, human and open as well, another two values which are part of our also corporate culture, but my also. Um, so in our offices, we don't uh, we don't have corner office. I don't have a corner office. I sit with my people everywhere. I don't even have a desk, um, you know. Um, anybody that needs help, I'm very open to support them, uh, irrelevant of what uh, of our 200 uh, people, staff, uh, what their position is, you know, they're like family um, and and that's kind of the shared values across everybody else when, when people start uh, with Gemsic or or meet me at you know just the same the same type of uh, feeling of uh, approachability openness um, and willing to uh, willingness basically to succeed together no competition uh, and customer centricity as well um, it, I believe that you know in order to for us to help companies on their journey we also need to exhibit it to our customers as well. Uh, so customer centricity is a very, uh, it's, it's one of our uh, values as well, which, which is shared um, and proud. Actually the, the one which is, um, let's say it's, it's a result of efforts. It's not a value per se, uh, but in general, um, you know, there, there are things which I think you can do in terms of habits or even actions that can make you more proud, uh, you know, awards, uh, sharing with families, sharing on, uh, it, to new people, you know, this is something that, um, uh, you know, is a result, but also it, it can be uh, enabled uh, by, by things that, that you do. Uh, so more or less, those are the values of my personal values that, that are also Gemsic's um, values. And I think it's, it's really nice and elaborating on the first one that you mentioned, curiosity. It's also why we are discussing now. <laughs> we, came into, in, we came into contact, we started a discussion, and we said, we have something, something to tell to, to the audience to spread, and therefore we are here. And the topic that I would like to discuss with you today, as I said, is the impact of customer experience, making the impact of customer experience tangible meaning showing the results as usual as we are saying the return on in on investment how do you proceed at Gemsic in order to really show this these results yes great uh, great question uh, basically what uh, um, before going into impact i just want to give you a little bit frame it how we we look at the current industry right now um, and um, you know Looking even backwards, a lot of companies were focused on making great products, great features on the products. That's how they differentiate. 
Afterwards, uh, there was more what we call kind of like the brand era. So not only products, but you need to have a stellar brand, appealing brand uh, in order to have uh, um, customers buy, buy your product. And now I'm uh, very happy that we're in the kind of customer experience era where, where companies realize that products are commoditized. Brands are a lot about budgets and design. And, and, and you know, it, it's again, a very um, two-dimensional. Uh, so they look at customer experience um, because irrelevant to what you're buying at the end of the day, it's all, it's all around about the experience. Um, so all the companies have realized that um, and they have started uh, to invest from years now um, into that, what we call the activation phase. Um, so, you know, you get uh, companies being consulted on how to design uh, what customer experience management means for them, the implemented technologies. Um, and, and this is basically, you know, on a very high um, uh, exponential growth um, uh, in terms of up, uh, application and, and adoption. Um, however, the, what the activation doesn't do um, is, you know, it, it doesn't bring impact. Um, and what we see is uh, when we try to look at what, what impact is from our perspective, um, we, we, it's very simple. Uh, it's the result of your actions, um, of your customer experience uh, management actions. You know, that, that's the impact. And when we're trying to look at that as a company of what, what, what um, a lot of companies are doing, we saw that either it's non-existent in some cases or it's, it's very minimal. Um, and there are three, three main things uh, basically that, uh, that, that led to that. Um, number one, um, despite the greatest technology or even capabilities within organizations, um, we see that uh, very often uh, or, or almost none, um, companies don't look back at what they've done successfully. Uh, I talked about those actions, you know, that are derived uh, from all of the, uh, all the insights that, 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 and data that companies are collecting. Uh, number two, and the biggest challenge uh, up to now uh, that, that we see in companies and everybody's talking about it is the fact that um, the scope of your customer experience uh, efforts is limited to the response rate that you get. Uh, you know, this is really kind of like the elephant in every room, usually when we start talking about customer experience. And number three uh, also is the fact that uh, it's still a reactive customer experience management. There's, there's almost none in terms of proactive uh, and this has shaped uh, basically in the last two years, a lot of uh, talking to clients that we have done, uh, shaped also what our vision is. And our vision is that we believe that every company uh, should address customer needs proactively, <clears throat> unlike now. And the two ways that companies do it is, is you get complaints, you do something about it, uh, or you collect feedback. And based on that feedback, you still, uh, you still do something about it. Uh, so that's why we have actually worked towards um, the, the, the power of um, uh, artificial intelligence, machine learning, um, the huge install base and great technology that, technologies that company, companies uh, uh, possess right now, um, and, and com combination of behavioral data, what customers do, so coming from ERP, CRM systems, and attitudinal data coming from customer experience, why people do it, so combining all this uh, in order to build uh, predictive models that help companies increase the impact. I can be very specific uh, to give you an example how um, you know, we've been able to address those three, um, those three individual issues that we saw in companies. Um, so number one is look back, as I said, of what has worked. Um, through, as I said, the, through the power of AI, we've been able to build, um, in a very simple term, a recommendation engine 
um, taking all the learnings from the actions that have worked, whether it's about retaining customers, acquiring new customers, uh, or reducing your cost to serve those customers. Um, we have taken all those, uh, plugged in our predictive model and provided in the form of a recommendation engine. In a very simple term, basically, it's like you go on shopping and they know, you know, what, what you've bought before and they, you know, they offer you new, um, and they offer you very adequate for you, for you specifically um, items. Um, maybe in a way of uh, football terms, let's say, uh, what is it, Stefano Pioli is the Milan head coach. So you know how Stefano Pioli takes uh, and his team all the learnings from previous games, uh, where, what people did wrong, what people did well, and they applied it to the learning of their, uh, in, uh, in their next match, uh, in their next game. Um, but we see companies don't do that. So we've been able to, to do this with that um, recommendation engine. Um, Award-winning, uh, by the way, just recently we won an award on the European Customer Centricity Conference um, for, that, uh, for that application. The second part is uh, on the response rate. So we, we um, built, uh, for the last three years we've been building and, uh, and, and successfully applied, again, the power of artificial intelligence, combining attitudinal and behavioral data, um, to actually be able to um, address the so-called silent customers, the, the, the people who are on average anywhere between 80 and 85% of the customer base uh, where, where companies operate blind. They're, they don't know what, what, what they think, what their attitudes are. Um, so we've been able with a very high level of accuracy to predict for people who never responded to survey, if they would have responded uh, what their attitude would be in the terms of whether it's a promoter, passive detractor, or a different metric, um, which all of a sudden broadens the horizon um, and the, the initiatives of your customer experience program to the full customer base, not only on the limited um, 15 to 20% uh, usually which uh, responds uh, to survey. Again, an award-winning uh, um, algorithm and, and um, uh, predictive model that, that we've been able to, to, to take to customers uh, and, and help them increase the impact of the journey. Um, and uh, again, the, the third piece, which is reactive versus uh, proactive, um, it, it really combines all those things. And uh, instead of uh, now having influx of, uh, of, of data and complaints that companies take action, uh, now all of a the sudden uh, they have um, what, what, what I give an analogy for healthcare, a, a digital twin. So healthcare, we have huge footprint there. Um, a lot of uh, artificial intelligence application there has, has gone after uh, creating a digital twin uh, and basically understanding with the lifestyle and the healthcare that this person receives, you know, what potential problems, health problems they might have. Uh, and as you probably know, a lot of our, uh, your listeners know in the U.S., uh, hospitals get uh, credits and they're incentivized for reducing admission. Uh, so basically they want to prevent people uh, going to hospitals. So that's why they create those digital twins using artificial intelligence and understand with the lifestyle and, and the current, current healthcare problems, what, what will happen um, in future. Um, that, that's what we, we want as well. You know, we're creating digital twins um, of, 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 of uh, customers and we're trying to prevent them from, from calling and, and complaining. Um, absolutely the same, uh, the same analogy. Uh, so, so actually, um, you know, 
companies can uh, can proactively address their needs uh, when they come. Uh, they don't have to come, they don't have to rescue them, but actually they uh, they build better experience for them by proactively doing so. Um, so that's that's impact for us. Um, you know that not waiting to get to get the call in your call center. Um, you know not getting to get your complaint, uh, uh, but actually uh, having literally a uh, list of customers uh, with their potential be uh, behavior, uh, whether it's be uh, satisfied or dissatisfied, and the reason behind it, uh, which they can they can now now act on, um, and that's that's how we've um, defined our let's say the problems and and basically what we uh, bring bring to clients. You are sharing really outstanding examples, and if it would be possible and it would be in person, I would argue because of one example that you did, <laughs> joke by side, these this were really, really good examples. And what you are explaining, also introducing the concept of digital twins, it, it's, it's our future. And uh, Jamsic, it's really a future-focused uh, company and uh, pioneering artificial intelligence. The big question that I would have, and as, as a matter of fact, that you are the CEO, how are you convincing your customer that this is the way to go? Because uh, it's everything super innovative, but I think it's also linked with quite a lot of risk and challenges because not all the companies are already there to, to use and to understand such solutions. Great question. Uh, and indeed, uh, we understood the hard way uh, that sometimes, uh, you know, to, to have something early on the market is not a recipe for success. Um, I, I was reading an article recently indeed about that. I'm not going to mention uh, the company, I guess, but an automotive company, one of the first to, uh, to produce um, electric vehicles in um, uh, Toyota, obviously, was first. But after that, there was another major player that introduced and said, we're going to go all electric. Um, in the 2011, 2010-2011. Uh, uh, but then you see them now, they're actually uh, catching up because they saw that it was early to go at scale uh, at, that, uh, at that time. So the same thing, actually, we, we, introduced, um, uh, we introduced our predictive NPS product, the one that, uh, that um, addresses the low response rate problem, uh, already in 2018-2019. Um, we won an award for it. We thought there was like, Amazing, but the truth is, like you said, um, the maturity of organizations to do something with the insights and data wasn't there. Uh, so they found it extremely interesting, innovative, uh, but wouldn't be able to immediately, um, you know, get it and get the, the most value out of it. So that's why we kind of took a pause. Uh, we focused a little bit more on, um, you know, product development, adding a few more other. Um, Use cases basically, which which are around the same the same business uh, the business case, and now literally in the last one year, we're seeing that uh, all the major thought leaders uh, in in the field, so Bain, McKinsey, you know, all the really really big uh, big names in the customer experience uh, uh, phase are exactly saying that that basically, you know, the technologies will be um, you know the, the technologies that are in the current form will become commoditized. And really, it's about um, you know this this shift from reactive to proactive uh, customer experience that's going to take place in the next phase, uh, which is starting now. Uh, 
And the way that we've overcome this fact that there's data complexity and there is difficulty in digesting and doing something about the insights we produce is the fact that we're with every cloud now we start uh, small scale. Um, so instead of provide, let's say we're going to do predictive MPS, which is going to combine 500 variables from ERP, CRM data, uh, CX data, we're going to plug it in into your existing technology for the same workflow and customers are like, no, we say, okay, let's keep it light. Let's just take your CX data. It's gonna take two weeks to do it. Really no hassle for you, uh, no risk. Um, let's show you what you get on a smaller scale within your existing workflow. So the, the user plat CX platform won't do anything else. Um, and then if you like it, uh, you know, let's let's then create a roadmap where we scale up, uh, you know, because ultimately to get the maximum value out of that. And, uh, and we see that basically there's a huge, um, let's say openness to, to an approach like that. Uh, let's start, small you know not not take the ro rocket to space uh uh immediately uh but let's you know do a couple of test uh flights uh with, with our customers um so that they get um it, them and their stakeholders as well get get acquainted of what uh what the deliverable will look like um you know what um basically the value would be uh, uh and how they can adapt it uh, to their current workflow and um absorb the insights and data that comes out of that so that's that's how we've uh, we've become um, you know a, a lot easier to work with than before <laughs> what, what you're saying it's uh, we are seeing and facing in in a, in a lot of different industry and basically what i would like also to, to understand better from you is the following uh, as you said you start applying uh, artificial intelligence to smaller pieces in order to create insights and then you have quite a lot of new ideas what you could should do to be more proactive to create more acquisition to improve the retention uh, is there a way how you are measuring or uh, helping companies assessing the impact of these different ideas that that uh, pop up thanks to your solutions yes precisely so ultimately and that's why we talk about impact ultimately everything we do we want to bring it back to uh to to two uh, measures one is uplifting customer experience kpis whichever whichever other customer chooses and the second is um uh, financial value and the financial value could be um in in two dimensions one is uh in retention we look at customer lifetime value so obviously if you've been able to retain a customer they're going to be with you another two, three to five years. That's that's customer lifetime value. Uh, the second is the change in, finan in, in uh, um, financial behavior. If you wish, you know, can they spend more with us? Uh, have they brought in new customers uh, also? Uh, so basically, uh, giving you uh, specific examples, our recommendation engine for actions works in this, in this exact way. So if, you, if you've been running a customer experience program, you've taken hundreds, if not thousands of actions, uh, we take those learning from the past months or year um, and we measure their impact based on um, customer experience uplift and uh, customer lifetime value retention. And next time, let's say you go in and uh, you're about to do an action based on certain customer behavior uh, or, or bulk of customers, uh, you're going to see a recommended three to five actions which, said, which are ranked by their um, uplift on customer experience and the customer lifetime value retention, which, which they bring. So at the end of the day, uh, every quarter, you'll be able to report to your, um, to your stakeholders and say, 
This past quarter, uh, we had 5 million euro of um, customer retentions and uh, 3 million euro of um, customer uh, spend increase. Uh, you know, that's that's ultimately the, um, the value on, uh, that we're looking at when we talk about uh, impact. The same with the so-called silence silence uh, customers. Um, you know, co companies understand super unhappy customers have very uh, high chance of going elsewhere. It's a very competitive world. So, and, and the cost and the barrier to go somewhere else um, are, are now extremely low. So once we unlock uh, and we understand uh, what, um, you know, from the silent customers, the ones who never respond to surveys, uh, obviously, you know, there's a huge percent there as well, or a huge number uh, that, that, that are also potential um, movers uh, or, the, or churners. Uh, so by understanding them and doing something about that, uh, we've been able to help companies reduce their churn rate by 30% plus uh, as well, just focusing on those silent, super unhappy customers. So that's the, the impact, which is more to uh, financial and economic value. The one which is emerging now, and uh, we're also investing a lot in, is a, a lot around uh, corporate social responsibility. Um, so it's not everything about, you know, like how much money we're saving, how much money we're retaining customers and how much money we're getting from customers, but it's also um, how we treat uh, what we call the vulnerable customers. Um, we, have, uh, we have developed, again, using the power of AI, uh, analyzing text. Uh, we have been able to uh, provide to companies uh, opportunity to listen to and understand uh, what percentage of their customer base are vulnerable customers on one end, so they can, they can and, and drivers behind that as well. Uh, and also with the power of uh, AI to, to create predictive models to understand for customers who never say they're, they're vulnerable, uh, that they might be uh, ones. Um, and we see that it, it, it's a huge, um, um, it, it's very important for, for companies to do that as well. Uh, and there's a lot of initiatives around that area and even regulation uh, in, in um, countries like United Kingdom. Uh, where especially for the financial services sector, uh, there are regulations with regards to customer vulnerability. Uh, so one end, we want to help companies, uh, you know, be be profitable, do the right decisions, so they deliver great customer experience, and the impact is based on retention and and, and financial value. But at the other at the other side, we also want to help them uh, be um, uh, better, uh, not not only from financial perspective, but also better uh, by understanding. Uh, you know, vulnerable customers. Um, also, in, in those crazy times, you know, there are a lot of vulnerable customers out there. Um, they just not 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 all of them express it, um, and just we want to make sure that you know they're they're addressed and, and the customer service there is 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 adequate. Petco, this is uh, this is mind blowing, and that's why also I really like and enjoying doing podcasts because I learn everything. This is my masterclass, <laughs> and and this is the really the, the first time, and uh, it's more than fifty episodes that we are speaking beyond the return on investment. We are always speaking in, about increasing um, revenues. Um, reducing cost to serve, as you mentioned. It's about acquisition, about retention, about improving share of wallet, but there is more. This is, there is not only the return on investment for the shareholders, but uh, being social responsible, the commercial and the, the social impact. And this is really outstanding. It was a great, great discussion. You shared uh, several examples that, that were really good. And I think the only question that I have on this part, the last one is, is really, 
if somebody would like to chat with you, what's what's the best way to contact you or your company? Fully open uh, LinkedIn, email, telephone, uh, very, very open to chat. Um, and also uh, more than happy to bounce ideas because uh, uh, also, you know, there are um, a lot of our actually uh, business cases and products uh, and applications uh, came uh, hand by hand with clients and curious clients uh, who share kind of our values um, as well. You know, so being curious, uh, you have a question, you know, the question is what to do with the silent customers, then we, we come up with a solution. So, um, you know, it, it's one of the things that we do really well is just kind of share ideas um, and, and um, brainstorm together what, what approaches are to, to difficult questions. Um, so email, LinkedIn, telephone, would be more than happy um, to, to to bounce back bounce ideas. You know, this is this is really what also excites um, us. Thank you very much, Petko. And I hope that the audience will not be silent, but will contact you because this was really a, a great discussion. And now in, in conclusion, the last two questions. Uh, it's more about you. Is a book that you would like to suggest to the audience that you say, for example, it helped me during my career? Um, Yeah, there's a lot of books throughout the career, but something um, which I found very relevant for the space which we are, and you very well pointed it out, um, I think we're in early adoption phase of uh, some of those um, AI AI predictive models and and, and applications. Um, There's a book that somebody recommended to me. I read it. Um, It's more with regards to why our company has been successful applying some of the learning uh, there. It's called Crossing the Chasm. I'm not sure if you heard about it. It's by uh, Jeffrey Moore. Um, and the chasm is a lot around uh, companies um, in technology, but not only basically where they understand the life cycle of their industry uh, and what they need to do in the different stages of that, uh, basically, so they're successful. Um, and and uh, yeah, I recommend it to, to anybody from it's helped in GemSeq a lot, um, you know, because in every time we are... Um, seeing a change in the industry, the customer experience industry, which has been very dynamic in the last 10 years. Um, you know, we've been able to, um, to, to, to respond to the market in a, in a good way. We've been able to grow. Uh, but as I said now, um, you know, by understanding the chasm and the, it's more this peak, you know, like this, this peak is called the chasm, um, you know, which stage we are. Uh, that's why we've, we've put forward a little bit more ambitious uh, vision Uh, basically, so we can actually be a pioneer, not just follow the market, uh, and and you know be, be you know providing the services and technology that the market needs now, but actually trying to be a little bit um, future thinking in this uh, in this perspective. Thank you, and it's great speaking about pioneering early adopters. I am really now thrilled to uh, listen to the answer to the last question and this is Petco Golden Nugget it's something that we discussed or something new that you would leave to the audience um, a golden nugget so what I like to leave the, the, the your audience with um, as always and, and, and what, what, how I've run the company and basically I'm talking to, to curious clients and curious partners and friends uh, uh, as well um, I think everything is possible now, uh, leveraging the power of data. Um, uh, so my recommendation to the audience is uh, don't get uh, uh, bogged down onto what the limitations are on data. Actually, let's look at what the possibilities are. Um, you know, really, if, if, if that uh, mind uh, shift happens, and it, it's, it's about to happen, it's happening, 
um, then there's a lot more things we can, uh, you know, we can do and become from reactive to proactive in the customer experience management. Um, so let's not think about limitations, think about the possibilities. Thank you very much, Petko. And as usual, I'm not commenting this last question because it was Petko Golden Nugget. The last thing that I want to say is thank you very much for your time. It was really great to have you on the CX Goalkeeper podcast. Thank you, Greg. It was amazing as well. Uh, thanks for the opportunity. And also thank you to the audience. I hope that you enjoyed the discussion because it was really a pioneering discussion about data analytics and everything what it's possible. And also thank you very much to Jemsik to accepting my invite. I wish you a great day. Thank you very much. Stay, stay tuned. Bye-bye. Grazie mille. Arrivederci. Bye. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, please share the word of mouth. Subscribe it. Share it. Until the next episode, please don't forget, we are not in a B2B or B2C business, we are in a human-to-human environment. Thank you!